0: Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast, a special series of discussions about US politics and the Trump presidency, or as we journalists call it, the gift that keeps on giving. I'm Freddie Gray. I'm deputy editor of The Spectator. I'm joined today by Luke Thompson, who is vice president of Applecart, which is a political consultancy. Um, We're going to be talking about Mitt Romney and his run for the Senate and the threat that Mitt Romney might pose to Donald Trump. Luke, Mitt Romney's had to delay the announcement that he is standing for the Senate seat in Utah because of the shooting in Florida. However, we're all fairly sure it's going to go ahead. Could you tell me a little bit about what that says about the state of the Republican Party? I mean, the speculation is that this will revive the Never Trump movement. Do you think there's anything in that? I think a lot
1: of that uh, that expectation is misplaced. Um, and it's misplaced for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, um, the Trump administration has mostly bent to the Republican Congress on matters of policy, and has not been as enthusiastic pushing some of the uh, more heterodox positions that candidate Trump embraced on the on the trail, um, as many expected. Um, you know. Uh, additionally, Trump is clearly a, a pretty well-defined personality who doesn't intend to change, and so there's a certain amount of a futility, uh, in, in resisting that personality from the U S Senate. Um, that's, a as I think Jeff Flake learned, um, whatever the, the kind of moral arguments that one can muster in, in support of, of going to battle with the president, uh, in the Senate, um, it doesn't really yield much in terms of either policy dividends or personal political dividends. Um, yes. Romney, I think yeah, Romney would be insulated from that latter concern, I think. He could basically run his Senate campaign from his uh, car elevator in La Jolla and still win by 60 points.
0: Yes, for Mitt Romney, a Mormon, just for the English audience, for Mitt Romney, a Mormon not to win in Utah would be extraordinary, right, wouldn't it? Well, yeah,
1: it would be, although I think it's important to keep in mind that um, the the view of Mormonism and its intersection with American electoral politics – is from the outside often looks a little bit um, cartoonish uh, for those who are a little more familiar with it, and especially Mormons. I am, of course, not a Mormon. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we look back to the Never Trump movement and the presidential campaign, you know, one of the most sort of odd and even misbegotten things
0: about the uh, McMullen run. This was another Mormon in Utah who ran for, well, people thought there'd be a complicated way in which he could become president and stop Trump. Is that not right?
1: Correct. Yeah. The idea was essentially that if uh, the, the constitution requires the president to win a majority of electoral college votes, um, if that can be denied, then the House of Representatives chooses from the top three finishers who they want. And so the idea was that if you could go win Utah, you could deny both Clinton and Trump an absolute majority, kick it to the House, and then the House would choose this obscure former House staffer and make him president of the United States. And this was also cast as the responsible thing to do, which I never quite figured out. But <laughs> yeah. um, leaving that aside, running explicitly on one's Mormon faith in Utah is about the most unMormon thing you can possibly do. Um, the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has a, a very complicated history with uh, the federal government. And mm. there's a pretty robust... Um, culture of laicism in Utah politics uh, I- explicit invocations of faith and religious life are really not welcome and so while certainly uh, Mormonism is a powerful identity and um, is going to be a major asset for Romney running there um, and would be a plausible hurdle to um, someone who is not Mormon running in Utah mm. it is not a, a, it is not so simple as you know you show up talk about Um, you know your membership in the church and all of a sudden you're good to go in fact Mormon politicians do a rather delicate dance around not talking
0: about it and that in
1: some respects hamstrings them
0: um, but I mean but Romney's a smart enough operator to know how to how to play it there isn't he yeah oh yeah Yeah. he'll be fine if he is to prove a thorn in Trump's side I mean actually let's go back a bit first and let's talk about the relationship between uh, Romney and Trump because Obviously, Mitt Romney was one of the most vocal anti-Trump Republicans in the campaign. And then I think it was after Trump's election, there was this sort of dinner in Washington that Trump, Trump and Romney had dinner together. And some people thought that was sort of coming together between Republican Party and Trump, but it didn't seem to be. However, I think you could say that Republican Party and Trump have had a strange outbreak of unity in the last few months. And Romney's not really part of that. Is that fair to say? You know, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, okay. I don't think the outbreak of unity is
1: strange. Um, the president and the Congress passed the largest piece of tax reform um, in three decades. Yeah. And um, they are seeing right now a considerable political windfall as a result. Yeah. So uh, it, there's nothing strange about it. Uh, you know, the president, and the Congress working together delivered, and they're seeing all of their political fortunes rise as a result. I, I don't think one has to be a kind of um, guru to understand the outbreak of unity and mm. conversely, if their political fortunes begin to flag, you'll see uh, plenty of recrimination break out um, in turn. yeah, uh, You know, the Romney-Trump relationship is, as far as I understand, fairly limited. Um, there was, of course, that denouement um, at in Trump Tower where they uh the rapprochement, sorry, I'm picking my wrong snooty French word, um, in uh, Trump Tower where they had dinner and the photograph emerged of of uh, President-elect Trump at that point looking very happy and and Mitt Romney looking rather embarrassed and uh, Reince Priebus looking like the only guy at the table enjoying the wine because the other <laughs> two are teetotalers. Um, I, I am not of the understanding that they are, you know, people who built a relationship or have a relationship, mm-hmm. um, but certainly I think that uh, Romney you know, was willing to engage with the president over the question of becoming secretary of state because he genuinely feels, um, a call to, I think public service. Mm. Um, I I think one of the most interesting dynamics in the Senate for Romney will be as a former business executive and chief executive of the state, joining a legislature is going to be a very different mode of operation. He's going to have a much smaller staff than he's used to, um, and he's going to have to get used to people saying yes and meaning no. Um, and the sort of slow and laborious process of, of um, being a legislator may not appeal to him. I think it might, might drive him nuts. Um, having said that, you know, Romney is a very able campaigner. He likes to campaign. He likes to be on the road. And there's always a role in a body like the Senate for being a kind of campaigning senator. Yes. So he might be out there raising money, uh, helping out. Folks in swing seats um, or swing states, I should say, and and that's a role that he may relish.
0: And of course, he's he's a Republican billionaire who is not very in with Trump. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if he's a
1: billionaire. I don't know if B is the correct. Yeah, but certainly hundreds of millions. Yeah, he has plenty of money. Certainly, Uh, yeah. I don't I don't think Mitt's hard up. Um, uh, Yeah, he's he provides a kind of branded alternative for sure, Hmm. but. The, the distinctions in between Romney and Trump it should be noted are very much distinctions of personal style mm. um, going back to 2012 and, and I don't think these that these were just campaign sort of poses um, you know Romneyism and Trumpism as policy are not that different uh, remember self-deportation was Mitt, Mitt Romney's line uh, he talked very seriously about cracking down on Chinese uh, trade practices mm. um, there there is a little more synced up kind of, there's a little more policy alignment between Romney and Trump than May at first meet the eye. And yes. so and now they could not be more different um, as individual people, uh, you know, Romney is a sort of archetype of probity. And uh, I think it would be safe to say that the, the president is not. He's very deliberate, very sort of sober and and kind of steady hand at the wheel type. The president is much more impulsive. Um, but again, those differences in style offer helpful contrast, but I think that they can often mask a greater deal of alignment on policy than uh, at first meets the eye and an alignment that has become more and more in evidence as, again, uh, Trump has kind of given up the Trumpism and become a much more down the line, orthodox looking Republican.
0: Yes. And actually, it's interesting, isn't it? That I mean, in 2012, the sort of history seems to be that Obama won very easily, when in fact, I know this is the nature of American presidential elections, you can always say it comes down to very small swings. But Romney's performance was much better than perhaps he got credit for.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Romney, I think, gets beat up for being a loser, Mm. quote unquote, because he, you know, he didn't win the election. But that by no means, I think is a is a fair characterization of everything that went on. Um, Given the economic conditions he was staring at, he was running, hard uphill against an extremely capable candidate in Obama who had a very effective campaign team. And while there's plenty that could be relitigated and criticized about any campaign and often is about any losing campaign, uh, yeah, I think it's people need to remember Mitt Romney is extremely disciplined. He's extremely consistent. He works like mad on the campaign trail. Uh, He is a very, very high quality candidate. And um, folks who think otherwise are kind of engaging in retrospective a convenient retrospective to voice the blame of defeat on one individual and then move
0: on. And I mean, you'd have fancied his chances against Hillary Clinton then? Uh, I, I think he would have mopped the floor with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And so what happens now, If it's assuming Romney gets into the Senate, how will he position himself with Trump? How will he be a thorn in the side? What do you think will happen?
1: I think that... What he will most likely do is what most senators do, and that is, you know, keep his head down for the first six months or so to figure out how things, uh, the lay of the land Mm. at, by that point, we'll be pretty well in towards, um, the presidential election of 2020. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but, you know, we'll be, we'll be six months from the first primaries being, uh, primary votes being cast on the democratic side and potentially, I suppose, on the Republican side as well. Um, and so that environment will create very few incentives for Romney to criticize uh, the president. If Donald Trump chooses to run for re-election, he'll be gearing up to run for re-election. If he's not, then the landscape will be wide open again, and we, we have no idea hmm. what's going to happen.
0: What do you think the odds of Trump not running for re-election are? Oh, I I don't know that anyone could put the odds
1: on that. I think he's you know he has every intention to run for re-election as far as I can tell, but... You know, he's a, he's not a young man. And despite the protestations of his doctors, I think, you know, he clearly is not the a pillar of health.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, one, I certainly could not blame someone for deciding the job sucked and he wanted to go hang out with his grandchildren, uh, yeah. that, but that doesn't exactly seem like Donald Trump's thing. Uh, so I would wholly expect him to run for re-election, but you know, one has to be mindful that there are always possibilities. And if ever there was someone capable of a kind of unorthodox, uh, um, approach to the presidency, it would certainly be the current president. Um, it, you know, we also have to keep in mind that the business cycle is due for a turn at some point in the near future. Um, you know, we're seeing some some bouncing around in, in the stock market right now. At the same time, we're seeing really high. You know, we're starting to see wage growth and unemployment come crashing down. So, um, you know, the American economy may, might take a turn for the worse between now and twenty eighteen. Or it might take a turn for the worse after the midterm elections, in which case, you know, nobody really knows what's going to happen um, in terms of that political dynamic, other than that it will likely be bad for a unified Republican government. If also the Democrats retake the House majority, which seems uh, possible, although I wouldn't say uh, by any means assured or likely, uh, I I would be surprised if, if Romney engaged in Trump criticism, because. Uh, What would the possible um, addition be beyond the litany of investigations that will be launched the day the Democrats take over the House?
0: Yeah, we've spoken before on this podcast about how certainly when sort of Trump was at his most unpopular in some points anyway, the Bushes started to look like well-loved figures. Perhaps Romney, who's even more of a a shiny example of moral probity than George H.W. Bush or George W. Bush, presumably he looks even better compared to Trump now.
1: I think that this raises one thing that Romney will have to have an answer for very quickly, which is every reporter in America is going to run and try to stick a microphone in his face every time there's a kind of personal scandal or uh, bit of bad behavior that emerges about President Trump. Um, you know, One thinks about the recent dust up about this um, pornographic actress that apparently received a payoff from uh, the president's personal lawyer for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, every cable news reporter in the country, if Mitt Romney were a senator, would be running over to him to try to get him on the record and comment about that. And yeah. and that'll be something that his team will have to have an answer for, um, really, from from day one. Um, I don't know, though, that I would say the, the public opinion sort of swings in that way. Um, realistically, you know, if... When, when Romney is elected as a senator and comes to serve as a, as a freshman senator in the Republican conference in, the, in that body, you know, he'll be voting on legislation and showing up to Rhodes Garden events and, and working with a Trump administration. And there's nothing quite like collaboration to uh, help people forget the past. I mean, Romney is not a grudge holder. Um, Trump certainly is, but uh, to say the least. Um, but politics has a funny way of uh, helping people get over their their personal hangups for the sake of, of uh, getting what they want out of policy. And I think a lot of – insofar as there are uh, bitter feelings among the Republican pro- electorate nationwide about statements Romney made about Trump during the campaign, um, one <laughs> – Utah is Utah. It's not the rest of the country. So those won't affect his political fortune. Mm. And two, um, I think people will get over it. They just do.
0: Well, Luke, fascinating to talk to you as always. And please join us again soon. we Will do, Freddie. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Just a reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. And you can also subscribe to the magazine through our special podcast offer, which is on www.spectators.co.uk forward slash pod offer. And we'll even throw in a spectator moleskin notebook for people who take up that offer.